The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In the city of Gur, there was a man who was a real estate landlord. He owned an apartment or a house. One day, he's looking over his books and he sees that not only has this woman who was living in the, in the apartment not paid her bill this month for rent, she didn't pay the month before, or the month before, the month before, the month before, the month before. Six months, she hasn't paid rent. He knows, unfortunately, this woman, her husband died. She's an almana. She's a single mother living by herself, a widower. He feels terrible. But how long can he wait? He goes to this woman. He says, listen, I know your situation. I know how hard it must be. But listen, this apartment for me, this is my business. I get my income from this apartment. And I know that your situation is so difficult. But what can I do? You know, eventually, six months I didn't say anything. But eventually, I have to be able to get some rent for this apartment. The woman, she's pleading. The guy says, listen, I don't know what you want. How much nicer could I be? The woman goes to the rabbi, the rabbi of the town, who was at the time was the, the Imre Emet. And she tells the rabbi what she's going through. And I can't believe it. And this guy's throwing me out on the street. The guy calls his Talmud in. He says, what's this I hear about you taking an almana and throwing her on the street? And the guy says, rabbi, I didn't throw an almana on the street. I have an apartment. I'm supposed to rent it. She hadn't paid at rent. I understand the situation. I gave her for one month, two months, three months, four months. How long am I supposed to go? The rabbi said, how long are you supposed to go? You're not supposed to throw her at end ever. And listen what the man said. Because this conversation to me was so insightful. He said to the rabbi, why am I the only one that has to take the full burden? I understand that we need to support a widower. I get it. It makes sense to me. But why am I the, because she lives in my apartment, I have to carry it by myself? You want to tell me that the community is going to pay me instead? Fine. You want to tell me I need to take a little bit of a loss? Fine. You want to tell me I need to wait an extra month? Fine. But I should sit here renting my apartment to this person, she'll never pay rent, and I have to leave her there because she's an almana, and that's my problem? The almana is only my problem? The rabbi said, yes, a mitzvah that comes to you it came to you on purpose. If it knocked at your door, not at someone else's door, not at everyone's door, it came to you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent you that mitzvah and you have to take responsibility. It's true. If the almana lived in someone else's apartment, it would be their problem. But she doesn't. She lives in yours. You have to figure this out. And I don't know how you want to figure this out. By the way, if you want, you could go to the community and say there's an almana who needs her rent paid He'll pay you the rent and you'll take the rent for yourself because she owes it to you. That's completely legit. But to throw her out on the street, a widow with orphans, impossible. And if the mitzvah came to you, it's your mitzvah, it's your responsibility. You know, they say that when God gives a person the gift of a child, HaKadosh Baruch Hu handpicks for that child which parents it will have. He gives a specific diamond to specific parents. He gives a specific kid with a specific issue to specific parents because that parent is specifically tailored for that job. So too, when a mitzvah comes your way. My friends, I want to share with you a powerful idea based on this concept that a mitzvah that comes to you, it was designed and given specifically to you and specifically for you. 
There was a rabbi whose name was Rabbi Shimshon Dinin. Rabbi in, in Yerushalayim. Anyway, one day, one of the people who was one of his students, this rabbi, came to the rabbi, Rabbi, I'm in desperate need of a loan. Everything's falling apart. I need help. I have a guy who will lend me the money, but he won't lend me the money unless, you know, someone will vouch for me. The rabbi says, no problem, I'll call. He calls the fellow and he says, listen, I know this man. He's an honest man. He's a good man. He has a family. He works very hard at his business. He's a good guy. Give him the, lend him the money. The guy says, okay, lends him the money. Year goes by. Guy comes back to the rabbi. He says, listen, rabbi, I know that you did not sign on the loan as a guarantor. You didn't take a PG, a personal guarantee on this loan. But I'll tell you the truth. The only reason why I lent him the money is because you told me he's a good guy and you told me he's going to pay me back. He hasn't paid me back. I, I think that's on you. Rabbi says, on me. I was vouching for his character. He's a good guy. And he probably still is working hard. But not every guy who works hard makes parnas. It's talui and mazal. Siata deshmaya. You have to have good mazal. You have to have help from heaven. I wasn't telling you anything more than that. The rabbi says, but let me ask. He goes to Rav Aaron Leib Steinman, one of the greats of the generation. And he asks him this question. He says, listen, I didn't sign anything. I would not have signed anything. Rabbi says, listen, you're saying what you're saying is true. And in terms of halachic obligations, you have no halachic obligations. But this was a case where someone came to you specifically and they asked you specifically about the loan. And you gave them those reassurances, almost telling him that I'm backing this loan. If you thought, if you felt the guy was not going to pay back, you maybe should have said, listen, he's a great guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to pay you back. You didn't give him that warning. So even if you're not responsible halachically or legally, maybe this is a mitzvah that came to you. And maybe there's a mitzvah that you should take on yourself. And he says, and I understand that it's a lot of money and that you're a rabbi and you don't have a lot of money. So go to this man and tell him, listen, the guy ever pays you the money back, fine. You'll give it back to me. But I'm taking on myself to pay back the loan. I just can't afford to pay back the loan. So I'm going to pay small installments every month out of my paycheck as a rabbi till the loan is covered. The guy says, okay, I don't really have a choice. Fine, let's do it. They divide up this loan it took the rabbi, I think it was four, three years, four years, five years to be able to pay off this loan. My friends, the month the rabbi made the last payment, that was a day, that was a month that he passed away. Rabbi Aaron Leib told him, you should pay this, you should do this, and you should have this mitzvah because it came your way. You see, you're looking oftentimes at the mitzvah and thinking, I have my life, I have myself, do I choose to engage in this mitzvah? But actually, oftentimes, it is the mitzvah that gives you the situation that you're in. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.